Good evening, everybody. Today is Monday, December 23rd, 2019. You are listening to Forward Maryland. My name is Bill Woodcock, and here's what's on my mind tonight. So I hope that uh, everybody has started some uh, holiday celebrating. It is indeed the holiday season, whatever holiday uh, you commemorate or holidays you commemorate. I hope you're doing so uh, with lots of happiness and peacefully and well. Uh, just wanted to run by you the holiday podcast schedule. Um, I may be taking a holiday, but that means this podcast will not be. So uh, we will take a holiday, though, from the regular tour de fair. So uh, today will be the last um, politically oriented and uh, community oriented podcast uh, for over the next few uh, we'll also be coming to you with special holiday editions of this Zesty Topicality on Christmas Eve, tomorrow, uh, December 24th, and also on Boxing Day. That would be Thursday, December 26th. Uh, the weekend of December 28th and 29th, Jason Booms will join me with our year-end in review. And then um, we will get back to more lunacy regarding the coming year 2020, the year of perfect vision. Um, right now, the schedule will be to have podcast episodes on uh, Monday, the 30th of, of uh, December, and then on Wednesday, July 1st, I'm sorry, January 1st, 2020, the first day of the new year, the new decade, although Technically, it's not a new decade. Years don't start, the years didn't start with zero. But anyway, the 20s will be upon us in but nine short days. What will they bring? You know, we will, we will all find out together, I hope. So um, much more on that as it comes. So some things have been going on. Um, you know, in, in the world. I'm not going to make it very long tonight because I know uh, I appreciate your time in listening to this fine podcast production. Uh, but the, uh, the uh, impeachment of the president uh, happened last Wednesday. Uh, those of us know, uh, on the 18th, uh, Donald Trump was impeached on uh, two counts and uh, two articles, I should say, uh, counts with his wishful thinking. And um, the Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi, um, did a uh, little bit of a fake move on uh, Mitch McConnell and the Senate Republicans. The Senate Republicans were crowing about how uh, this impeachment trial is going to be quick. It's going to be speedy. Um, you know, the uh, Senate pre uh, president of the Senate uh, or Senate Majority Leader McConnell was working with the White House counsel, with the president's attorneys. Um, you know, that's that's like the jury foreman um, being in cahoots with the defense counsel um, and and uh, really not behaving in a fair and impartial manner. So uh, Speaker Pelosi held on to the articles of impeachment and has not sent them over to the Senate yet until she can be convinced that there's going to be a fair, a fair trial. Um, I'll be honest, I, I don't see what's going to change in the world that's going to create a fair trial for President Trump. 
Uh, I don't think we're ever going to see a Senate trial on Trump on these articles of impeachment. I think this is just going to continue through until either such time as Democrats take over the Senate uh, or Donald Trump is no longer the president. Um, I think they're going to stay in the House. Um, you know, a less likely scenarios until Nancy Pelosi is no longer the speaker. Um, but frankly, she can do with them whatever she will uh, during a lame duck period that she would have. And I don't see Democrats losing control of the House anytime soon, certainly not in 2020. So, um, you know, this uh, this game is, is afoot. It is now a game of chicken. Congress is in recess until January, so nothing will happen uh, over the next couple of weeks. And uh, we will see how, how much the impeachment drama becomes a... Uh, you know, becomes something that hangs over American politics. I mean, there are several senators who are candidates for president. And so they would have to sit as the jury um, and apparently be silent. They're not allowed to say anything while, while serving as the jury. Um, you know, that's going to take people off the campaign trail. That's going to take people like um, Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren, uh, Amy Klobuchar, Michael Bennett, all off the campaign trail. Uh, Cory Booker, uh, that's going to be kind of interesting. So uh, that's why I think a trial is not going to happen. Uh, so we'll see what happens there. But uh, sure to be, you know, certainly this was one of the top news stories of 2019. And it's already sure to be one of the top news stories of 2020. I spoke earlier as to the Democratic senators who are going to be uh, part of the jury for the impeachment trial. Uh, the Democrats uh, on the 19th of December held their last uh, televised debate uh, prior to the uh, Iowa caucus, I believe, on February 3rd. Um, you know, this debate to me was, it was like when I used to watch a lot of auto racing. Uh, and if you watch like open wheel auto racing or NASCAR racing, you know, you, you know, you see these big oval tracks and you see all these cars go out in a line and, you know, then they, you know, then when they go into the turns, they bunch up and they jockey for position. And, you know, typically the leader just kind of stays out there and runs in what they call clean air. You know, just runs out in front and just is is aerodynamically the best he can he or she can be. Meanwhile, uh, the leaders, competitors, they're too busy bunching up, jockeying for position, trying to get from fourth to third to second, or to keep holding their place in the race. They're too busy racing against themselves that the leader gains an additional advantage and then a half a second lead becomes a second lead or a two second lead or a three second lead or a five second lead and eventually the leader pulls away and wins. And I have to wonder if that's not what's going on here in the Democratic primary. Um, love him or hate him, you know, he did very well in this uh, debate and Joe Biden is not going away. He is totally not going away. Um, you know, Sanders and Warren, 
look like they're flagging a little bit. Um, Buddha Judge is kind of kind of hither and thither, kind of so-so. Uh, Klobuchar looks like she's making a run uh, from the outside, but uh, you know who knows if she has enough legs to uh, get within striking distance of Biden. Uh, you know, get a solid uh, you know top four finish. Um, you know, because the, the thing is, is to, to look at Klobuchar getting a top four finish, who do I see her beating? Uh, is she going to beat Bernie? No. Uh, is she going to be going to beat Warren? Mm, not sure, possibly, but I'm doubting it. Is she going to beat Pete? Probably that's the most likely, but then that would only get her fourth. Is that going to be good enough? Um, and then the candidate who is kind of hovering out there who, yeah, they spent a lot of money, but they've gotten themselves already to 5% is Mike Bloomberg. And he has not participated in one of the DNC sponsored debates because he's not accepting donations. So, um, you know, he can't get the 200,000 names, 200,000 contributors needed to uh, qualify for the debate. So, um you know, Biden just keeps on keeping on. And I think that whereas Bernie, Warren, Buttigieg, Klobuchar, Bloomberg, the rest of them are jockeying for positions in the pack, Biden's running in that clean air. And uh, I think that's that's to his advantage right now. And I, I have to say, I am I am a bit surprised, pleasantly surprised to see uh to see this going on, um, you know, will Joe be able to keep it going? Who knows? Um, so, you know, again, more will be told, more will be foreseen. Um, my production assistant has just uh, entered entered my uh, broadcast studio and has told me I needed to move on. So. I will heed the words of my production assistant and go on now to the case of Delegate uh, Cheryl Glenn. Um, this just happened today, in fact. Uh, Delegate Glenn resigned from office last week uh, suddenly. Uh, she was the chair, a uh, Democrat from Baltimore City, uh, chair of the Baltimore City delegation. Uh, to the Maryland General Assembly, the House delegation. And, and that, that's pretty impressive. Uh, you know, being chair of the delegation of the entire, well, actually, I should say the entire Baltimore City delegation to the General Assembly, that's an honor, and that comes with some, with some power. Um, she uh, has been indicted uh, by the, the U.S. Attorney's Office in Maryland, uh, reading from the Washington Post article that's appearing today online, uh, she is accused of taking more than $33,000 to push legislation to benefit certain marijuana, medical marijuana entrepreneurs and opioid clinic directors and help a business person obtain a restaurant liquor license. Uh, further, the article says the Baltimore City Democrat is at least the sixth current or former lawmaker for Maryland to face criminal charges related to fraud or bribery in the past two years. Uh, and I do offer a correction. She is a former chair of not just the Baltimore City delegation, but also the Legislative Black Caucus in Annapolis. Um, you know, this is sad. 
Um, you know, this district, the 45th district, um, is, is, of course, it's within the 7th Congressional District. Uh, one of the other uh, delegates from that district, Talmadge Branch, is running for uh, a uh, congressional nomination from District 7. And um, it's yet another example of elected officials in Baltimore City abusing their privilege. And, you know, we had Catherine Pugh and hundreds of thousands of dollars from Healthy Holly. Uh, former Baltimore Mayor Sheila Dixon, who just announced that recently that she's back in the running to get her old job back. And all of her foolishness with her gift card fiasco and stealing gift cards from city coffers. Um, you know, how, how can this continue? And, you know, and I mean... It's, it's all going on concurrently, right? I mean, this woman was taking envelope, literally envelopes full of cash uh, in, you know, in meetings in Baltimore restaurants. How is any of this, what makes somebody who's a public official who supposedly is in this for public service, for caring about uh, the people, um, what makes them go, oh, I'm going to do this. This is okay. It's not okay. Um, you know, we have, you know, we have other cases. This delegate Tawana Gaines from Prince George's County who pleaded guilty to federal wire fraud, you know, using $22,000 in campaign donations to, to pay for things, um, you know, for personal use. Um, you know, other, other state delegates who who have been involved in, in bribery schemes, um, you know, and, and bypassing election uh, campaign finance laws. It's crazy. Um, you know, people wonder why Baltimore can't have nice things. This is why. And pretty soon it's going to be that Maryland can't have nice things because we just simply can't. Um, you know, shake this perception that the state is dirty. I mean, I remember when I was cutting my political teeth as a, as a wee one and, you know, seeing some um, survey that Maryland had the second most corrupt politics in the nation next to Louisiana. I mean, Louisiana. I mean, Governor Huey Long, Edward Edwards. Um you know, there's some there's some major sleaze buckets in Louisiana, but Maryland runs right up there with them. Um, and those of you who are Republicans who are out there in listener land, don't start wagging your fingers and start talking about because it's a Democratic one party state. There's plenty of graft and corruption in the Republican side, too. Uh, it doesn't get into the papers enough, and it doesn't get into the papers that much, and it doesn't make articles because y'all don't have any elected officials worth giving a, a damn about. But uh, it's there, and uh, it will get out, and it will be known. Um, you know, just uh, get some more power and, and see how you do. So, uh, you know, what's it going to take for uh, the illegal state sport of Maryland to not be political corruption? Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure, but uh, I think the more and more we as the electorate just tend to accept these these people and these candidates in Democratic primaries and even in general elections who just get a pass and they don't get scrutinized, 
uh, for who they are or for what they've done or who they've done it with and who they're taking money from, I think we're going to get more of the same. I don't see how anything changes unless if people say, stop it, enough, no more, cut it out. This is not what you're here for. Unless if that happens, I don't know what, what goes on. So in reality, it's up to us, folks. It truly is up to us. And with that, I bring to a close another edition of this fine podcast product. You have been listening to Forward Maryland. My name is Bill Woodcock, everybody. Have a great evening. Take care.